offer here, brothers, it's essential for the church to come together as a unit to worship the maker. Amen. It's time for the word of God, and I want to I want you to be ready with your Bible and with your notebook because we are all going to study the word together. Amen. We are going to study the word together. God bless you for being here. I want to thank Pastor and the leadership for giving me this opportunity to also speak the word of God. Without wasting much time, time is far gone. Um, as we've been dealing with this entire month, the series on the kingdom of God, the kingdom. So tonight, my, uh, this morning, my subtopic is kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And I'll take <coughs> our main scripture from the book of Romans chapter 14, verses 17. It's a very long scripture. The book of Romans chapter 14, verses 17. If you are there, shout Amen. That means we are all not there. We wait. <laughs> we wait. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Very long scripture. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not eating, neither is it drinking, but it's righteousness and it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Spirit, meaning that Righteousness, peace, and joy outside the Holy Spirit is not kingdom-minded. You can find peace in whatever gives you peace. You can find joy in whatever you think it gives you joy. You can find righteousness in what you think is righteousness. But if it's not in the Holy Spirit, it's wasted. Understand that you can find peace. People find peace in so many things. People find joy in righteousness in so many things. They think they have peace. They think they have joy. They think they are righteous in their own sight. In that, that is the self-righteousness. But if you are righteous and you have joy and you have peace that is not in God, then it's not the will of the king. I need us to do a self-check and ask yourself, that what gives you peace and what gives you love, is it in the Holy Spirit? Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength. Bible said he is the prince of peace. He is the righteous father. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace. Enjoy in the Holy Spirit. Understand that the kingdom, kingdom meaning king domain, 
You can't have a kingdom without a king. The moment you take a king out of the kingdom, it defines the kingdom. So that can never be called a kingdom anymore. So what God is saying here is this. You can't take me out and think you have a kingdom. You can't take God out of your decision making, out of your academics, out of your job, and still claim that God is your king. You can't make decisions out of the approval of the king and still remains under the kingdom. That is rebellion. Every decision, everything that will come out of us needs to be kingdom-minded, needs to be approved in the Holy Spirit. There is only one king that we, we go to. That is the king of kings. That is Jesus. So everything that we do, the moment we, tell, we said, we make that declaration that, Father, I accept you as my Lord and as personal Savior, he came into us and we, became, we came into him. So now he is ours. So the olden days that the Spirit of God will come and will leave, those days are past and gone. Now the king lives in us. So we are careers of the king. So you can't do anything without that contradicts to his kingdom. It has to be approved by a king. Understand this. In the democratic countries like America, the president can do, make, or make decisions. And the cabinet or the house will come and will tell you that we disapprove this. The president can come with his bill and the, and, the, and the house will say we disapprove this. But in the kingdom, the only voice that is supreme is the voice of the king. The, one, only, the only one that approves or disapproves is the king. That is why when Haman has condoned and connived to kill all the Jews and when the letter has went even ahead. When Esther and the people fasted and, they, and prayed and the king gave approval, that signal, that ring that the king placed on it, it overtook what Haman has already sent. Understand that Haman's words had already gone, but because of the power and the authority that the king carried, it overtook that. There are five characteristics. I cannot pronounce that word twice. So you got it once, and that will be it. Five characteristics of a king. This should tell you where I came from and where I am from. It's very, very far. Thank you, my wife. One, a king is never voted into power. So you cannot tell me that today I don't want you anymore. Bible says that when Jesus was born, the three wise men went 
and presented gift and worship who at the king. Understand this. The boy has just been born. But adults went to him to present gifts and worship to who? To the king. Before creation, he was a king. Now he is still the king. Nobody can vote him out of power. Nobody can disagree or agree with him. What he says is what will stand. Like it or not. Men can give you their report. Men can tell you all that they think about you. But if it's not approved from God, it shall never stand. When Jesus died, they placed a crown on, on his head. He said, this is the king of the Jews. When he was born, he was worshipped as a king. He, he reigned over this earth as the king of kings and as the Lord of lords. And this is the same God that is the king of our life. Nobody can dethrone him. He's the king today. He's the king tomorrow. He will be the king forevermore. We will go to heaven and he will still be our king. king is never voted into power. No, to the word of the king is final. Isaiah chapter 55 verses 11. So it's my word that comes out of from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose of which I sent the word. Understand it behind the words of the king. It's power and it's authority. Bible said that God told Jeremiah, he said, before you were conceiving your mother's womb, I knew you and I've set you apart. And he said, what? Well, and I placed my word in your mouth. We do not talk as ordinary people because what we command will come to existence. Bible said that power has been given to you. So what you will bind, you, you, what you will bind on this earth will be bound in heaven. What you human, you bind, will be bound in heaven. Not what angels will bind, oh. What you, you and I, we will bind in, on this earth, will be bound in heaven. And what we will lose on this earth shall be loosed in heaven. You carry power and you carry authority. You can't talk anyhow, act anyhow. A king cannot go to any ordinary function. Get that right. A king cannot talk as a servant. There is a separation. There is a line. There is a gap. There is a gap. And you have to come to that realization and accept that gap. If Jesus is the king of our life, Whatever he has sent concerning our destiny, it doesn't matter who will try to wipe that off. It will surely come to pass because he's the God that carries the word. Let me ask you a question. In the scripture, what the God commanded that never came to existence. He said, let there be light. There was light. When Jesus came, everyone that he said you are here, 
he became healed. When he saw the storm, he said, storm, calm down, and he did. Tell me one word that was spoken out of the king that never came to fulfillment. So why do you think the words that he has said concerning your life will never come to pass? Give me that if you have a proof. Every single word that he said, he said, Lazarus, arise, and he arose. First Thessalonians 5 verse 24 says, the one who has called you is faithful and he will do it. Numbers chapter 23 verses 19, God is no human that he will lie. Not a human being that should change his mind. Does he speak and does he not act? Does his promises not fulfilled? Every word that comes from the king because of authority and power that is in it, comes to fulfillment. Third point, the king owns everything that is in his domain. <laughs> this is powerful. The king owns everything that is in his domain. Bible said in, Isaiah, in the first Corinthians chapter 10, verses 26, it said, the, the earth is the Lord and everything that is in it. In the book of Genesis chapter 1, verses 28, God said to Abraham, uh, Adam, excuse me. He said, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and the, heavy, and, and the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on this earth. Every living thing that moves on this earth has been given to the king. The king has dominion over everything. So we are not slaves to success. We are not slaves to prosperity. We are not slaves to healing. We are not slaves to breakthrough. Everything has been given to the king. He has been given to us. He said we should subdue it. We should take dominion of it. Bible said a man will die and leave his son inheritance. But as long as he remains a child, he will become a slave under his own father's inheritance. That is us. What has been given to us, we are pleading for it. We are pleading people to give it to us. What the Lord has placed for us to grab because we are still children and has not come to the realization that that is us, that is ours. We are working like slaves with a slavery mentality. I am incapable. I am useless. I can't do this. This was not made for me. I can never go up. I will, ever, I will forever come down. The king's plan for you is to take dominion and to subdue the earth. Whatever that is bothering you, you have the power to command it. The third point, the fourth point is that the king chooses his own citizen. The citizens that don't choose the king. The king chose his own citizen. Understand this. Jesus came to the earth. He had everybody uh, running and chasing after him. How many people did he choose? Twelve. 
Bible said everywhere Jesus go, the crowd was so much that even, even there was a time that he has to get on the, on the, on the sea and, and be on the ship such that he will be able to see the crowd. But how many people were following him? Twelve. The one that is with you today will determine where you will go tomorrow. So check yourself and see who is with you. Even among the twelve, he had three that he goes with every single moment. Peter, James, and John. The transfiguration, the prayer on the mountain. He went with Peter, James, and John. Where was the other nine? Even in the twelve, he had people that he could trust. Who is with you? A son of the king. Who is with you? We are begging for friendship. We are begging people to be our friends. Man, not everybody can be your friend. Get that straight. You are just a king, man. Some people have to betray you. What you carry is bigger than what they carry. And only like posts will attract. Unlike posts will always repair. The reason why they keep talking about you, it's not because you've done anything wrong. It's because you carry what they don't have. There is something in you that is supreme. There is something in you that is greater. Don't beg them to come back. Bible said that when the, the, the woman came to Jesus and told Jesus that my daughter is dying, Jesus went with everybody. When he got there, he told all the disciples to wait, except Peter, James, and John. And when he got to the room, he drove everybody out. Get out. Why? Because he needed people that think like him to perform that miracle. The part of our suffering is because of those who are with us. The moment we think we are up here, we come down because they don't think like us. The last point. The glory of the king is in the happiness of the citizen. The glory of the king is in the happiness of his citizen. The reason why God will not forsake you or leave you is because when you prosper, he finds joy in it. As a father, when my daughter is in affliction, I am not happy. I can't boast around and go around and tell people that my daughter took an SAT and got all Fs. I can't do that. There should be something wrong with my mind. I will be ashamed to go out and tell people that I cannot provide for my family. It's the plan of God concerning us. When you prosper, when you do well in life, he finds the joy and the happiness. Psalm 37 verses 26. David said this. He said, I was, a young, I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for food. I have never. I have never. It has never happened in the history that a righteous man that followed the king suffered. Never. If you are a child of the king and you follow this king, that doesn't mean challenges will not come. But it will come but will not stay because the king has dominion over everything. There are three people in the kingdom that I want to shortly describe. And I'll be done with my message. I have two minutes to do this. There are three people. But before I, go to, I, I get over there, 
I want to go to Revelation chapter 5, verses 10. Now, if you can put that on the screen, I would like it. Revelation chapter 5, verses 10. I will read. You have made them to be king. You have made them to be a kingdom and priest to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. You have made them. Who are them? Us. So now, our father is not just a king. We are also kings and priests in the kingdom. So imagine serving a king and being a king. Look at where the Lord has placed you. In Hebrew, we have a word that we say, your level don't change. You are not ordinary. You are a king. You are a priest. So today, you have to think like a king. You have to think like a priest. Think high. Imagine bigger things because your Lord is big. Then we will go to three people. And I'm done. Three types of people in the kingdom of God. Number one, those people that are in the kingdom, that are kings, but still have the mindset of slaves. God directed... <laughs> I want to put this in the right way. Before Moses and the people would take the promised land, God directed them to take 12 leaders from the tribes, the 12 various tribes, to spy a land. Understand this, before they will even come to that place, they've overcome so many obstacles. The Lord has done so many miracles in their life. They've experienced God. They've, uh, they've, they've, they've defeated so many enemies on their way. And God said, now you can see the promised land. I'm sending you there. Go and spy the land and see what is on the land. And when you come, bring us fruit. Something that, that, that shows evidence, that shows that the land that God promised is indeed filled of milk and honey. They went, they got the fruit. They saw the glory. By 10 came and, says, and said this, that the people, we cannot fight them. In our eyes, we see, uh, we see them in our eyes as grasshoppers. Some of us, we are saved, but we still have that mindset of slavery. Everything that happens to us, God has forsaken us. Everything that happens in our life, Father, why not? Why me? Every sin single situation that will come in our life, we back off. Because we still see ourselves as though we have never overcome. As though we are never kings. As though our Father is incapable The second group of people. Yeah, the first group of people. I wrote something I have to read. They see, all they see around them is negativity. Unworthy. Useless. Nothing better come from me. I am just incapable. I am just not wanted. They've come close, but yet they've accepted defeat. By their own mindset. Not by how the people saw them. By the way that they saw themselves. 
The second people are the and are the, those people that come around only when they are broken. They only come to their king when they are in situations. They only go to their father in prayer. They only go to their father when things are not working the, the way that they want. When they are enjoying life and sweet. Our God is good. I will lift him up higher. I can see. Yeah. Was that C flat or G? Do you remember the key? It was D. Okay, let me go back to the preaching. What was I saying? My God is good. Those people are the people. The prodigal son. See, the, 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 the most important thing is this. The prodigal son saw the luxury of his father. But he forgot that without his father, he's not in existence. He took everything that the father gave to him. Give me part of my inheritance. He took it when he went. What happened? He lost it all. Those are the two groups of people. We only come to God. Father, I need a car. My car just broke. My marriage is at the verge of divorce. When your marriage was blooming, where was God in your life? When you were going on trips and vacations, where was God in your life? When the prodigal son went and spent everything and started eating the food of the pigs, he realized that his father had something. And he came back. Those are the, th the, the, third group, the second group of people. And the third group of people, and finally, my message comes to an end, is those who has the attitude of a lion. In the kingdom of God, the third group of people are those who have the attitude of a lion. See, a lion is not the biggest animal in the animal kingdom. He's neither the strongest animal in the, in the kingdom, but he has an attitude that he sees the big as small. He sees the fastest as lunch. So the lion sees an elephant and he sees lunch. But an elephant is way bigger and way stronger than the lion. Bible said if your faith is as little as the master's seed, you will command the mountains. The mountains are bigger than you. A master's seed is just little. But all that God needs in you is to let the lion in you roar. Just speaking, the lion rolling scares animals. A baby lion will drive a mother deer away. Why? Because he's a lion. A lion can make an attack and will get hurt. Tomorrow, the same lion will be chasing a deer. He does not give up. Those are the people that God wants us to be. Know who we are. We are lions. We are overcomers. We are prosperous. We are healed even though we are going through sickness. Because the lion in us will roar and we will overcome. Bible said the enemy roars like a lion. By God, is Jesus is the king. He's the... the, 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 the but he is rolling like a lion. But the Lord and our God, he is the king of the tribe. Of the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is not rolling like a lion. He is coming because he is the lion. 
You are the lion. Let the lion in you come out. Don't give up so easily. Don't let life overcome you so easily. Don't let afflictions break you down. You are a lion. Shake it up. Shake it up. Don't give up. Because something happened to you. One time I watched the animal kingdom. The animal tried to catch uh, uh, one uh, big animal. I'm not going to mention the name because I don't know. I'm just being honest. And for some reason, the animal was able to attack the lion and the lion lost some part of his uh, intestines or whatever. The next time that the lion found strength, the same lion was chasing an animal again. The fact that you are defeated today doesn't mean you'll be defeated forever. The enemy think that he has brought you down today. But tomorrow you are rising up and you are going after him. The kingdom of God on earth. As it is in heaven. Heaven is never defeated. So are you. Heaven is so full of joy, peace. Because it is all in the Holy Spirit. So let the Spirit of God fill you. Shall we please be on our feet? Ribada has it. Come did he be hunter has?